live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. gentlemen to live from America. Today is May 17th year of our Lord 2021. You know how it is on Mondays. You know how we get down on Mondays. This is probably one of my favorite days. Definitely one of my favorite shows of the week is Monday morning and it's just because I have too much stuff built up from this weekend. So let me pull up my screen here so that I can see that we're live and that we're doing well. Looks like we got about 1,600 people watching live right now. That is truly incredible. I'm very, 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 very honored and inspired that you guys would give me two hours out of your day at 11 o'clock a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time every day, Monday through Friday. And I will not be taking off Friday afternoons uh, after all. I will, however, be taking off one Friday of the month, uh, and not the whole day, just the evening show. So I'll still be doing the 11 o'clock show, but probably the last Friday of every month I will take off uh, the evening show just to spend more time uh, with the kids. So having said that, uh, you guys spoke and I listened. Now, while there's a majority of you who actually said, uh, take the time off. Actually, I would probably say about 80 to 90% of you uh, said take the, uh, take the time off, take every uh, Friday afternoon off. Um, you know, 10 or 20% of you saying don't do it is enough for me to listen. So I listen. You guys are all in this with me. We're in it together. You guys have built your monthly donations around seeing 10 shows a week. So unless I'm uh, busy and have another, uh, you know, appointment to get to, or, you know, something come up where I can't do the show, or I'm on the road or on vacation, I will continue to do the 10 shows a week, except for the last Friday of every single month. So, having said that, like I said, we've got now about, oh, I don't know, uh, 2,400 people watching on Rumble. I love it here on Rumble. Cannot wait for this platform to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. So, uh, having said that, Let's get right to some comments here because I want to read what you guys have to say this morning. So, um, A. Garcia says, love you, Jeremy. I look forward to your show. Well, I love you too. Thank you very much. Uh, Cynthia says, thanks for my birthday song. You are so welcome. I hope you had the most wonderful, incredible birthday of all time. Um, Let's see. Paula uh, says, I live in Bainbridge, New York. Good morning. Well, good morning to you, Paula. Darlene says, hi, Jeremy, with uh, with a smiley face with the hearts. Uh, emoji and the American flag, of course. Um, shout out Dr. Clint DC from Gainesville, Texas. Everything is bigger and definitely hotter in Texas. And I found that out going there for my first time. Uh, shout out to Tara Lawson from Austin, Texas. Um, good morning. I uh, hope you had a great weekend as well. And uh, Debbie Yoakum, Mountain City, Tennessee. Good morning to you, Debbie. Good to see you as always. Uh, Leslie Barry says, hey, Jeremy, shout me out. Trump it up. God bless you and your family. Uh, we've got Haley says, I'm here 
here. I'm here from San Diego, California. Becca from Baghdad, Kentucky says, good morning, Jeremy. Good morning to you, Becca. Thank you for joining in. I appreciate it. We've got Dina from Arizona says, love your show. And let's see who else we got here. A couple more here. Natasha from Oregon says, happy Monday. Um, morning. We love you. Happy anniversary to us. Wonder what that means. If it's your anniversary, happy anniversary to you. Mountain Tortuga says hello from Florida. And Angel Eyes 310 says good morning, Jeremy. One more. Jeremy, please give me a shout out, please. Chelsea from the free state of Florida. Chelsea, how are you? Shout out to you, my dear. Hope you're having a great Monday morning. And let's see. We got, looks like we got about 3,000 people watching live. Guys, I just want to let you know, too, that if you're on the app, see, you can see me live right there on the Rumble app. If you go back to this screen right here, which would be the Live from America screen, and before you click this, you can also click the share button right here, and that brings up all of your social media, including your Messenger app, which you can just share, share, share to 100 people at a time if you want to. But also, if you click the video and press play, you can also share it right from this screen as well. So just to let you know that. And for all of you out there who don't want to uh, add another app to your phone, you guys can always, 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 always just go to the browser and just type in Rumble and and, and watch the show that way as well. So just wanted to let you guys know that. And uh, it's really nice to see, you know, six, 7,000 people watching live. I do want to give a few more uh, shout outs here. Um, Anne Brink, this is for monthly uh, and weekly donations. I want to thank Ann Brink. It's just some names that I saw this morning while I was doing emails. Ann Brink, thank you very much. Ann is a great friend of mine now that uh, uh, in the very beginning of this, <laughs> of this, uh, the new look of the show, I actually thought she was a troll and called her out on it, and I was completely wrong. Uh, I had a great conversation with her apologizing, and since then it's just been great. Connie Woods, thank you very much. Lauren Duffner. Thank you. And Laura Harris as well. Uh, Sandra Trotten and Thelma Hayes. Thank you for your monthly and weekly uh, donations. I'd also like to um, um, thank Brad Sherwood because he sent me a picture this uh, this weekend of him wearing an Armor of God shirt. Not like this one, one of the other ones. Um, and I just thought it was a great picture. Thank you very much, Brad Sherwood. Shout out to you for ordering an Armor, Armor of God shirt. And I'd also like to ask for prayers for Pastor Jim Go forth. Pastor Jim Goforth is going to be uh, undergoing surgery uh, to remove a tumor tomorrow. So if you guys all could remember that name, Pastor Jim Goforth, if just remember Pastor Jim and include him in your prayers today, include him in your prayers uh, when you get ready to eat or when you get ready to go to bed or uh, just settle down for the night or any time that you're spending time with God today, uh, please, 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 please say a prayer for Pastor Jim Goforth for his surgery. Also, got some gifts to show you. Finally, finally got my airhead bucket from Jim Lester. He says, well, you got a smarty bucket. You got a dum-dum bucket. But you don't have an airhead bucket. And it's only fitting that we make you a bucket with AOC on the front of it and call it the airhead bucket. And even sent me a bag full of airheads. So now, uh, starting tonight, we're going to be adding a bucket. We have our smarty bucket. We have our Swamp Donkey Bucket, and we have our Rhino Bucket. And those buckets are reserved for people who do great things, which is the Smarty Bucket. People on the left who do uh, very partisan and stupid things, which we call Swamp Donkey. And then people on the right who do very partisan and stupid things, which we call the Rhino Bucket. 
This here, however, is going to be the airhead bucket. And this is going to be for people, doesn't really matter if it's a partisan issue, just do, just do and say stupid things outside of being right or left for that reason. And that will be the airhead bucket. <laughs> so thank you, James Lester, for making that for me. Also, like to show you a couple things here. This is from, and I hope I say her na last name right, um, because it is a it's a Greek name. So I'm going to try to say this right. Stefania Papa Papa Mathiakis. Stefania Papa Mathiakis, and she sent me these beautiful. This is actually a picture of it of, of her father's cross uh, that he wears or wore. I can't. Uh, I'll have to read the, the letter to you. But this picture here, uh, it's a wooden plaque. As well as this wooden plaque right here, which is truly great. I mean, these are kind of these are the kind of plaques and pictures that you've seen in your grandparents and parents' house growing up, and that you don't see much of anymore today. So thank you, uh, Stefania. And she says this. Check this out. She sent me the letter. She also sent a great donation as well uh, for to help the growth of the show, which is truly incredible because it's the only way that we make income, and that with and with our partnership with uh, MyPillow.com says my name is Stefania Papamathiakis. I hope I say that right. As a Christian Orthodox, we have lots of icons. My father is an Orthodox priest, so all my life I grew up in the church. I'm sending you two of those icons, one for your studio and one for your home. The icon with the cross is actually my dad's holy cross. The cross has Jesus' blood on it, and it's making miracles all over the country. If you pray, pay attention on, on um, Jesus' body, you will see blood. My dad was in New York blessing. My dad was in New York blessing people, and out of nowhere, the cross started bleeding. God bless you and your family. She also said that she always said the Lord's Prayer in Greek, but because of this show, she learned to say it in English. And how great is that? So thank you, Stefania, for the wonderful gifts. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Lester, uh, James Lester, for your amazing gift of the Airhead Bucket as well. It's truly, truly an honor. For have, to have you guys send such great, great, wonderful things. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get to the verse of the day. And the verse of the day today, I really hope that you guys are following my newsletter. If you're not, please go to my website, jeremyharrell.com. Scroll by the Bible um, uh, request. Scroll by all of it. Go right down to the bottom, and you can sign up for the newsletter so that you'll get a newsletter every morning or when any you know any major thing happens that, that I need to get out to you, I'll send something out to you. The newsletter this morning was actually um, from Nahum 1.7. Nahum 1.7. And it says this, The Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. And I got to thinking of that because um, I watch a lot of Ray Comfort, and Ray Comfort always goes to this verse in the Bible, uh, in Matthew, I believe, from Jesus, when the the rich guy came up to Jesus and he said, good sir, how do I get into heaven? And Or what do I have to do to get into heaven? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? There are none good but God. So while we may think that we are good people, we are good people by human and by earth's standards. That doesn't mean that we are good by God's standards, which if we were, we wouldn't need Jesus. And I always love that verse when he says, why do you call me good? There are none good but God. And so I thought of that while I was reading this first. And again, it's Nahum 1.7, which says, The Lord is good, he is a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. 
So I said, first of all, let's break down what the stronghold, what stronghold means in the Bible. It comes from the Hebrew word mahaus, which means a fortified place, a fort, a fortress, a rock, a place of safety, protection, and refuge. So when you run, uh, so when you run to something for comfort or out of habit, that is what you are seeking. So if something, if you're in troubled times and you, you know, have a, have a, a smoking habit and you run to cigarettes, if you're in troubled or bad times and you run to food or whatever, that is what we're talking about here. So, uh, when you run to something out of comfort or force of habit, that's what you seek. So some run to food, some run to work cause some are workaholics, some run to drugs and alcohol, some to sex, some to loneliness and solitude, which leads to depression. And we all have these types of strongholds that we run to. However, in times of trouble and need, we only need to turn to Jesus because Christ is our refuge. He is our rock and he is our crutch and our fortress. But remember that on the day of judgment, when you come before Jesus, if you haven't accepted him into your heart, and if you haven't had a relationship with Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your fortress, he will say to you, quote, be gone from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Even saying that right now, I get goosebumps because I think about that a lot. I think about the how dreadful it would be to hear those words from the Lamb of God. Because if you hear those words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you, then there is no turning back at that point, folks. So instead of running to all of those other vices when things get tough, just pause for a moment when you're about to do it and ask God to take whatever it is. Don't run. Just surrender all of it to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And once you do that one time, it will get easier and easier to do so. And before you know it, you'll be living in the light and in the grace of God. And you will know peace and you will know joy. And we talked about it the other day. You only get courage from peace, which you only get from God. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me, uh, let's, let's go to the, let's go to the Lord's prayer. Uh, because the Lord's prayer has come out to be something that's been very, very helpful for people on this show. And, um, by the grace of God, those words are piercing through technology and getting into the minds and into the body of people. And it's been so incredibly powerful to do the Lord's prayer. And I know, and there was some people here that were saying, you do the Lord's prayer. That ain't right. That's not what you're supposed to do. Well, I beg to differ because it has helped so many people. So you know the drill. If you are somewhere where you can say it loud and proud. And if you're somewhere where you can't, I ask you to do it anyway, just to stand up and be courageous. But if you can't say it inside for the spirit to hear it. Okay, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The best part of every show and definitely the best part of Monday morning's show. So are you guys ready for Live from America? I am. First of all, grab a sip of your coffee real quick or a slurp, depending on the temperature. That's a mid-slip. That's a mid-slurp. Slurp. Okay, here we go. Let's get ready to rumble. 
This, uh, I just want to let you guys know before we get started that I am leaving tomorrow. I am heading out to Philly tomorrow, so I will be on the bus until next Saturday evening, and then Sunday evening next week I fly home. At the end of this week, I fly home. So I do not know if I'll be able to do Rumble live on my phone. I actually do have a request in for that. So I'm going to see if I'll be able to do Rumble live from my phone if I can. I'll continue to stay right on Rumble. But if I can't and I need to be live while I'm out on the road, I'm going to go back live to YouTube, at least while I'm out on the road, okay? But let's hope and pray, okay, that we can do live on Rumble. All right, first and foremost section of the day, let's just catch up. Let's do a catch up of all of the election fraud going on. There's tons of stuff going on. A lot of stuff happened this weekend. You need to be brought up to date if you're not already. And I just want to let you know that we are winning, winning, winning. And President Donald Trump said it a long time ago. You're going to win so much, you're going to go, please, Mr. President, stop all the winning. Now, I know President Trump left the White House back in January. I know it seems like that this country is slipping into a into a a situation that we'll never get out of. I know that Joe Biden, the left, Kamala Harris, Susan Rice, Barack Obama, and the rest of the shadow government uh, people running this country right now are trying to change this country to, to do what Barack Obama wanted to do. Fundamental change. Change this country completely into a socialist country. I get that. I know 100% what you're feeling because I feel it every day too. The only difference is I know that we are winning on a small level. I know that we are winning on a local and state level like we've never won before. And I honestly believe that that was what President Donald Trump meant when he said the best is yet to come. Because had he stayed in, had they not had all of the elements to cheat like they did, had they not had dominion, and the mail-in ballots because of COVID, and the ballot harvesting, and the drop boxes, and changing the legis- changing the, the election laws in the state without going through the proper channels. If they didn't have all of that together, they would not have been able to overcome the amount of votes that they lost by. So they had to have all of them work in tandem. Now, had they not had all of them work in tandem, say they didn't have one of the four or five ways that they cheated, they would not have been able to pull it out, which means Donald Trump would still be in the White House right now, which sounds great, right? Not really. Because what we would have done is kicked the can down the road a little further. We would have kicked the can of the swamp down the road a little further. We would not have pulled the curtain back on all these rhinos that we thought were actually good people in, in power in the Republican Party to help us. We would not have exposed the Democrats' complete plan to do a complete socialist communist takeover. We would not have exposed COVID-19. We have to find all those problems. We have to... Uh, pinpoint all of those problems in order to eradicate them from our system. It's just like going to the doctor. You're not going to be able to pinpoint a problem unless you go and you actually get diagnosed and say, hey, you have cancer. Let's fix this now. The country had cancer and the only way to expose it and pinpoint it is what we're going through right now. So when President Trump said the best is yet to come, he's going to help and uh, form the Republican Party to eradicate that cancer so that when he comes back, either before or on 2024, you'll never, ever, ever have these problems again, at least not for a long time. That's my true feeling. So let's go to the first thing. The cards are falling. Their house of cards are falling left and right. When it comes to COVID, when it comes to the election of 2020, everything is falling down and it's falling fast. Okay? Since Friday... 
all of the big box stores, let's talk about COVID first. Since last Friday, all of the big box stores, including places like Disney World and Six Flags and others, they are all removing their mask mandates. Now, they'll say that they're loosening their mask mandates for people who've been vaccinated. But here's the problem. They're not allowed to ask you if you've been vaccinated. They're just not allowed to because you have... Um, ADA, you have HIPAA, you have all of these laws in place that protect you from disclosing your health history or your health records to anybody. So not only can they not ask you, but the reason, I honestly believe that the reason why they all loosened up so quick, think about this, they loosened up their mandates and their ridiculous rules faster than they implemented them. Why? What happened? We spoke about this at 11 o'clock on Friday when I was doing the last show of the week. Okay, We spoke about what happened, why the change, why the change in science. Because the CDC said, oh, this wasn't politically motivated. This was all because of science. Well, tell me what changed from the science 10 days ago to the science of this weekend. What changed? I'm going to tell you what changed. What happened in between them saying, well, if you get double vaccinated, you still have to wear your mask, you still have to socially distance, and you still have to be aware of all COVID um, rules and regulations, okay? To, hey, now if you're double vaccinated, you don't have to. You can completely open up. Then all of a sudden the box stores opened up. Then all of a sudden travel things, you know, uh, different trains and bus stations opened up. Why? What happened in between that time? Well, since... They won't tell us the science that actually led them to that decision. We have to only look at what we know. And what we know happened in between those two things is that Dr. Fauci had been exposed. Had been exposed as the one who helped create the virus. The one who helped shut everything down and lock everything down. The one who imposed the mask mandates. The one who's pushing the vaccines. All of the things that Dr. Fauci has done has been exposed by Rand Paul, by Peter Navarro, by Stephen K. Bannon, by the Gateway Pundit, by multiple people who are like, okay, we've had enough of this. Here's what happened. And when Dr. Fauci got exposed as being the one that's been complicit in all of this from the very beginning, sending your money, sending my money over to China to build a lab to create the coronavirus and then, however it was, spread across the world and destroyed everything and destroyed everybody, we now know that he was involved from the very beginning. That is the only thing that changed from when they said, oh, double vaccinated people still have to wear masks, still have to go indoors, to, hey, everything is open, but you have to be double vaccinated. But the problem is there is they can't ask you. So really what they're trying to do is they're trying to backpedal as quick as they can everybody started asking even even news stations that would have never asked like msnbc and stuff were bringing dr fauci and the cdc director to task saying hey wait a minute so you're telling me that if i go get double vaccinated i still have to do all of this so the questions were starting to come out things were starting to get exposed and they said okay we got to get rid of this as quick as possible we got to start letting people we got to at least say if you're double vaccinated and put it on an honor system that everything can open back up this is going to keep happening folks you're going to see masks leave quick quicker than they came. You're going to see all these COVID restrictions leave quicker than they came. You thought it would be around forever, right? You can't keep a lie around forever. That is the reason why all this stuff is loosening because it was all a lie from the very beginning. Otherwise there would still be a health risk, wouldn't there? Science didn't change from 10 days ago till now. What it changed was information, information that you and I finally were able to take in and go, wait a minute, something is really wrong here. 
everything that came out proved what we thought for the last year and a half. So they got exposed and things are starting to loosen quick, quick, quick. Sports, NFL, NBA, everybody's saying, hey, you're not going to have to do this. Schools are saying you're not going to have to do this in the fall. How come? What changed? Nothing changed. Nothing at all. So when they ask you if you've been vaccinated, just say, yeah, I've been completely vaccinated. You have been, right? Most of you have been completely vaccinated with actual vaccines. Approved by the FDA, not just for emergency, but actually fully proved and have been researched for decades to find out if there was any side effects or any problems. So you and I have probably been fully vaccinated. This COVID-19 is not a vaccine. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a vaccine. It is a DNA changing experiment is exactly what it is. It's a DNA changing experiment that they pushed in order to justify the lie that they needed to shut everything down for COVID, for uh, for mail-in ballots. So, if you've been fully vaccinated outside of this emergency, non-approved FDA experiment, then you can say, yeah, I've been fully vaccinated. Yep. Yep. And you're not lying. So that's falling. Everything's falling apart on that. And now let's move to the, um, to the election. Election fraud of 2020. So much happened, ladies and gentlemen. So much happened this weekend. Let's break it down. All right. Matt DiPerno, who is the lead attorney for the uh, election fraud in the state of Michigan, okay? He has been bullied. He has been cancel cultured, meaning that every time he wants to do a press conference, somehow, some way, the per- the people that were going to be hosting that um, conference, whether it be a, 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 a community center or a convention center, always all canceled on him. You had uh, state's attorney coming down on him. You had different, um, I don't know, Democrat, cancel culture, news stations come down on him. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, his office was broke into. His office was broke into, and everything was rummaged through, and not a single thing was stolen. Why was his office broke into? Well, because he's holding a press conference today at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, I believe. Okay? Well, in between him saying last week that this press conference was going to be held at this location, and today, the location that he was supposed to hold it at canceled him and said, no, you can't have it here. So he was forced to go to the American Legion, um, so he will be at the American Legion and in Traverse City, Michigan, doing this press conference now. And his office got broken into, but nothing was stolen. How can your office be broke into and nothing was stolen, but everything was rummaged through? Hmm. What were they looking for? So he obviously reported it to the police. The police came out. They looked at everything. They're doing their investigation. But you know ex- exactly as well as, as I do is what's going on. They do not want this press conference to take place. They do not want whatever Matt DiPerno has to come out like it's coming out in Arizona, like it's coming out in New Hampshire, okay? And, ladies and gentlemen, Matt DiPerno and the people that he worked with have said that they have figured out the exact algorithm that was put into these machines to switch votes from Trump to Biden. They figured out exactly how they did it. So I will be... Um, watching very closely when this show is over, I'll be going and I'll be finding that press conference that Matt DiPerno is going to be holding. And I guarantee you, it's going to lead to a full forensic audit in Michigan, just like you're seeing in Arizona. Now, let's move to Arizona. In Arizona, the entire database for the machines, all of the databases were completely wiped. They're gone. 
they no longer exist. So you have to ask yourself, A, who did it? B, where did they go? If they were completely deleted, were they moved somewhere? Were they completely wiped, like bleach bleach bit, like uh, like Hillary Clinton did? And then you have to say, who did it? Because it's illegal. It is massively illegal to wipe the database of any voting machine. You're supposed to keep that information for at least 22 months in case of any kind of audit. All right? So now they're playing hot potato with the blame. What do I mean by that? Well, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs said she didn't delete this, the information because she knows that she'd lose her job and go to jail. You have the uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors who said, we didn't delete anything. Matter of fact, we never even had the passwords to get in. And then you have Dominion. Big, tough talk Dominion. Oh, we're going to sue you and you. Everybody gets sued. You get sued. You get sued. Everybody gets sued. Why? Because they were trying to scare them into silence using mainstream media and big tech as their bodyguards to shut everybody down who talked about it, right? Or threaten them with a lawsuit if they were big enough, like Mike Lindell. All of a sudden, big, bad Dominion comes out and says, well, we didn't delete it either, and we gave all the passwords to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. All the election officials in Arizona had the passwords. But wait a minute. Didn't we just hear from Maricopa uh, County Board of Supervisors that said not only did we not delete anything, but we never got the passwords. So between the Secretary of State, between the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, and between Dominion itself, all three of them, if you ask me, are complicit. So what needs to happen is the Attorney General for Arizona, I believe his name is Mark Burnovich, he has to get involved and he needs to put out... um, He needs to charge these. He needs to charge Katie Hobbs. He needs to charge the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, all of them. And he needs to charge Dominion and the people who are in charge at Dominion. He needs to charge them all with election fraud until one of them squeal like a little fat piggy. That's what needs to happen. Because it's the only way we're going to find out who deleted them. And I would be willing to bet, I'd be willing to bet that Dominion deleted them at the request of Secretary of State Katie Hobbs and all members of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Because I truly believe that they didn't that uh, they didn't have the passwords. I believe Dominion ran the show. I believe that Dominion ran the show in every state that they have machines in. I believe that they were left to the election and all of the procedure around the election and all of the authorization that surrounded the election and, and the process in which they do things with their machines was left up to them, which is another another big unethical thing. Each one of these election officials in each state should have access to those machines. That's the way it's supposed to go down. So President Trump came out and said this when it comes to that. He said the entire database of Maricopa County in Arizona has been deleted. This is illegal, and the Arizona State Senate, who is leading the forensic audit, is up in arms. Additionally, seals were broken on the boxes that hold the votes. Ballots are missing, and worse, Mark Burnovich, the Attorney General of Arizona, will now be forced to look into these unbelievable election crimes. Many radical left Democrats and weak Republicans are very worried about the fact that this has been exposed. The deletion of an entire database and critical election files of Maricopa County is unprecedented. Many other states to follow. The mainstream media and the radical left Democrats want to stay as far away from possible Uh, as possible, from the presidential election fraud, which should be one of the biggest stories of our time. Fox News is afraid to cover it. There is barely mention, um, there's rarely a mention 
Likewise, Newsmax has been virtually silent on this subject because they are intimidated by the threats of lawsuits. One American News, one of the fastest growing networks on television and the hottest, is doing a magnificent job of exposing the massive fraud that took place. The story is only getting bigger and and at some point it will be impossible for the weak and or corrupt media not to cover it. Thank you to OAN and other brave patriots. It is all happening quickly. Also, I'd like to throw in Real America's Voice News into there, President Trump. Real America's Voice News has had a huge, huge role in exposing election fraud as well, and they're doing it every day unapologetically and unafraid. They don't care about the lawsuits either. They're moving forward just as much as uh, OAN is. And then there's, of course, there's people like me and other and others as well. So, that is happening in Arizona, and um, like I said, they're playing hot potato, right? Um, here's another thing. New Hampshire. Let's talk about New Hampshire real quick. I got a couple things to show you about New Hampshire, so let me bring up the screen here and share my screen with you guys to show you what exactly I'm talking about. Windham, now it's by the way, it's not Wyndham. For everybody who does not live in New Hampshire, it is not Wyndham, New Hampshire. It's Windham. That's how the locals actually pronounce it. Just like uh, if you come to New Hampshire, do not say Concord. It's Concord. So just so you know. Um, the results show ample evidence that voting machines favored Democrats are not reliable and cannot be trusted. So let's read through this real quick, shall we? On Sunday, Dr. Strange examined the latest results coming from the Windham, New Hampshire elections audit. He was stunned with the results and wrote up an analysis for the Gateway Pundit. uh, Dr. Strange told the Gateway Pundit that there were at least two other towns that had voting machines similar to the Machine 2 in Windham that showed Democrat favoritism. According to, and I'll guarantee you that was Manchester and Concord, the two biggest uh, places in New Hampshire. According to Dr. Strange, Strang, Strang, I don't know how to, I just say Dr. Strange. Um, These voting machines were always the machines that were fed most ballots in these communities. So this is a repetitive, peculiarity, you know what I'm saying, that we're seeing. Dr. Strange believes that the state has a huge problems on his hands. The totals from the Windham machines cannot be replicated. Only the hand recounts are reliable, and the machines are shorting Republicans in Windham at a greater rate than Democrat candidates. I have looked at the actual machine tapes from the audit, and the numbers are worse than what Ken Earing reported on his chart that you featured in this morning's post. Here's my take. Okay? Winning an election shouldn't depend on your supporters inserting their ballots into the right machine, but rather any machine, as they should all count ballots the same. Well, that's not what happened on November 3rd in Windham, New Hampshire. The numbers coming from the uh, legislatively ordered audit in that New Hampshire town confirm that uh, what the concerned citizens in New Hampshire have claimed all along. Our machines are not accurate and cannot be trusted to accurately count our votes. This past week, all of the machines counted accountable ballots were run through each of the four uh, vote counting machines owned by the town of Windham. If you were a Democrat running for the New Hampshire House of Reps, your count was pretty much the same regardless of which machine counted the votes. One of the four Democrats had only a two-vote difference across four of the machines out of nearly 10,000 votes. The second had a four-vote difference, and the third had five votes. And the fourth candidate, Christy St. Laurent, had a difference of 18 votes across four machines. 18 votes seems like a lot when comparing mechanical tallies, but it's nothing when you look at the Republican results. And there's a picture of the receipts right there. 
If the election had been held this past week, when the audit retallied these votes, then Representative Robert Lynn would have received 4902 votes if all of the machine-readable uh, ballots had been fed through machine number two. But if fed into machine number three, he would have received an additional 136 votes for an increase of 2.77%. We know from the town's printout of November 3rd that Representative Lynn was credited with only 4,557 machine-readable votes, yet another deviation accounting for another 281 vote discrepancy. Now, I like it, it really gets into the graphs and stuff here, and you can find this on the Gateway Pundit. In fact, when the ballots were fed through all four machines this past week, Machine 2 reliably and repeatedly shorted each of these four Republican candidates 136 votes compared to the results from the other machines. These audit-repeated machines counts are also different from those machines generated on November 3rd by 281 votes. We already know what happened in other towns, uh, we already know that other towns have had their own versions of machine too, so this does not appear to be Windham problem only. The fact that these machines do not agree with each other and such a, at such a wide variation amongst the four just for the repeat audit machine count alone means that the hand count totals from November 12th are likely to be the only accurate tally. If so, then we will have evidence that the audit machine count does not agree with the November 3rd machine count, nor does it agree with the November 12th hand count, which is about to be repeated this week. Then we will see if this machine era extends to statewide federal race, U.S. Senate, and statewide non-federal race, Governor as well, as both of these races are scheduled to be hand counted this week as part of the audit. So, regardless of what those two additional hand counts show this week, we already have ample evidence that our machines are not reliable and it is time for New Hampshire to say goodbye to machine-generated counting. Ladies and gentlemen, what I just read you is exactly what we knew this entire time. The machines are faulty. The machines lie. So, over the weekend, uh, I had friends who were actually there and also was sent this video that I'm sure a lot of you have seen. And this is a <laughs> this is a really, 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 really telling of what's really going on here in New Hampshire. So let's I want to share my screen here to you. Let me play this. Let me play this for you right here. Let's not never mind that it's unethical. Period. Unethical. Did you guys hear that? Say that one more time. Say that one more time. He said unethical doesn't mean that it's a criminal violation. So they're talking about the unethical choice of people to do the audit. And this woman is grilling this official who's supposed to be a security official there. He literally just said out of his mouth, unethical does not mean that it's illegal. Unbelievable. Say it one more time. What did I say? Say it one more time. Okay. Now he's afraid to say it. Unethical doesn't mean it's a criminal violation. You heard it for yourselves. Thank you for saying that on camera. I appreciate that a lot. So, yeah, so we can just be unethical. Screw the future generation. Who cares? He doesn't, let's not, never mind that it's unethical. Let's hear him say it again. Period. Unethical. Did you guys hear that? Unethical doesn't mean that it's a criminal violation. Well, there you go, folks. You have these these smug 
scumbags trying to do this audit and they're trying to do it so sneaky and and it's such a such a oh, such an unethical way where they're not listening to the people the people who pay for this stuff the taxpayers they got enough signatures and they still didn't do it so that means we have a bunch of liars in New Hampshire just like in Arizona just like in Michigan and we're not going to let it happen We're not going to let this stuff continue to happen. We, the people of New Hampshire, the live free or die granite staters, we're not going to let this happen. We know the people in Arizona are not going to let this happen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the state of Wisconsin has now authorized a complete forensic audit of the 2020 election. Why? Because there were so many laws broken there. Wisconsin had some of the strongest mail-in ballot laws in the country, meaning that you literally could not get a mail-in ballot in Wisconsin at all. And they ended up changing those rules without even going through the state legislature. And 210,000 votes were counted and certified as, slate of the ele- uh, as part of the slate of the electors that was sent to Washington, D.C. that was ordered by a judge to not count to begin with. So you have a full forensic audit that has now been approved and ordered by the state of Wisconsin. You have a full forensic audit of the entire state coming in New Hampshire based on what's happening in Windham. You have Arizona, which is completely out of control, and you're probably going to have criminal charges filed there and people really going to jail. And you have Matt DiPerno coming out with what he's going to say today in Michigan, which is only going to push Virginia, Nevada, and probably Georgia to do a full forensic audit as well. The lie is unraveling. Liz Cheney calls the big lie what Donald Trump has been saying. No, the big lie is what big tech, big uh, uh, fake news media, Democrats, and rhinos have all been pushing together that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Complete lie, and I'm not afraid to say it right here on Live from America, and I wouldn't be, a la- I wouldn't be afraid to say it live on the air with Real America's Voice either. Because I will never, ever, ever lie or downplay something because I'm afraid of somebody suing me. The only person I'm afraid of is the living God. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. So that is your entire update with what is happening with the election fraud in this country right now. It's incredible. Oh, but let me play another video for you. And this comes by way of my good friend Amanda Collins on Instagram who made that wonderful picture for me, that teddy bear picture. Wait until you see this. This is Democrats actually telling you that they know for sure that Dominion can be hacked. (laughs) You kidding me? Let's watch. Recently also, I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states, but are not state of the art from our perspective. Um, We're very concerned because oh, look, Dominion companies. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling them. Forty-three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws including back doors. These companies are accountable to no one. They won't answer basic questions about their cybersecurity practices, and the biggest companies won't answer any questions at all. Recently also... Okay, so there you go. Now you have um, people like Kamala Harris and Senator Klobuchar... I wish I had a nickname for her. Um, I'll make one up, trust me. Um, Telling you that Dominion and the other two major machines 
can be hacked real time. She's the one who said it, not us. She said that before the 2020 election. Why? Because they were claiming the 2016 election was stolen. Okay? And on top of everything else, ladies and gentlemen, especially when it comes to New Hampshire, we had our assistant AG actually go into a, the secure room up to the table of secure ballots while a state trooper was in the building. Lights are off. Barely any light at all. You see the assistant attorney AG on camera come into the facility at midnight or close to midnight. And you hear the state's attorney or the state trooper on the audio of the camera say, nope, there's nobody else in here. So he was literally telling the state, the assistant attorney AG of New Hampshire to come in because there was nobody else in there. She comes into a secure facility and walks up to a secure table of ballots and who knows what happens? Because there's about an hour and some odd missing of that footage. Sound familiar? Georgia? Sound familiar? Michigan? Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to be able to hide this. You're not going to continue to hide this, this lie. And it will never happen again. That's why you can be assured that if President Trump doesn't come back before 2024, he will definitely be coming back in 2024. Because this will never be allowed to happen again. And when he does come back, he's cleaning house. And he's not going to listen to those rhinos anymore. And he's not going to put these idiots in charge like Fauci and, 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 and any of these other people that were around him. Uh, like Bill Barr. He's not going to do that again. This time when he comes back in, he's going to clean house. And he's going to clean house fast and hard. Just like he always does. Now let's move on past election fraud, okay? Thank you guys for all the video shares. We're up over 6,000 people watching live exclusively here on Rumble, and that's the way we like it. Prince Harry, <laughs> Princess Harry, I like to call him. Princess Harry came out over the weekend uh, and said, and I didn't really want to cover this, but I just thought I might as well. Princess Harry comes out and says the First Amendment is bonkers and basically trashes America and the, the, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that we have built as uh, when we fought his homeland and separated ourselves from his homeland. He says our entire structure of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is our entire problem and what's going to lead to the downfall of this country. And the First Amendment is bonkers. Well, Princess Harry, let me be the first to say, Nobody cares. What you or any other Brit says. You're weak. You're a coward. Most of your entire legislative body and your military are weak. And the reason why we beat you with muskets and pitchforks a bunch of ragtag farmers and, and, and laborers was because you are weak. You had the strongest naval um, uh, navy in, in, in the history of the world, and we stomped you. Did we get help from the French? Yes. Would we have won without help from the French? Probably not. But the fact of the matter is, the world's biggest superpower up until the United States came along was you. And we stomped you like it was nothing. Okay? Nobody cares what you have to say about the First Amendment. Nobody cares what any Brit has to say about the Constitution, and nobody cares what any Brit has to say about the Bill of Rights. Come take it, Princess Harry. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, the United States has approved $735 million of weapon sales to Israel. And uh, this happened over the weekend that this was announced, and uh, because they have just 
they're depleting. They're depleting their um, their missile defense. They're depleting their weapons to keep them keep their people safe from the attacks of Palestine. Uh, so we have approved, and thank God we're standing with Israel. Seven hundred and thirty-five million dollar weapon sale to Israel. So that happened over the weekend. Meanwhile, you have uh, swamp donkey Democrats and uh, the Jihad Squad continuing to say that Israel does not have, should not have the ability to protect itself. So. Basically, it's the same thing like they're doing right here in America. If BLM comes up and starts attacking you and you pull a gun on them for safety because we have that right in America. So BLM comes up, first they, first they block the traffic, right? Then they try to pull you out of car, your car. You pull a gun on them, you're guilty. That's the way the Jihad Squad and the Swamp Donkey Democrats think. They think that you have no ability to protect yourself. If Antifa burns down your building and you come out swinging, swinging a bat, or shoot them in the process of them trying to attack you, your family, or your livelihood, you are the one that's guilty. You are the one that's in trouble. And that's exactly what the Dems and the Swamp Donkey uh, Jihad Squad are trying to do with Israel. They're trying to say Israel does not have the right to protect itself from the Palestinians shooting missiles and rockets into uh, their city and, 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 and at their people. How ridiculous, how stupid, and I'm surprised that the Biden administration even signed off on a $735 million weapons sale to Israel. But that's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. That's another, that's another thing that's going on. Um, and speaking of crazy, speaking of people who, who are just completely upside down and backwards, you remember the pastor that uh, told the, the police in Canada to get out of his church, right? You're Nazi, you're brown shirts, get out of here, you're not welcome here. Well, then he was arrested on the street like some kind of a thug, dragged by police, by Canadian police, uh, dragged in the streets, uh, pulled out of his car, dragged in the street, and jailed, okay? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the least of it. Now, left-wing crazy set his house on fire this weekend, literally trying to kill him. They're trying to kill him, they're trying to kill his family, they're trying to kill the message of God, and they literally, arsonists from the left, have set his house on fire this weekend. So, the left is not only trying to get rid of freedom of speech, they're not only trying to get rid of freedom of religion, but they're also trying to get rid of the gospel. And this is their way of doing it. If you don't stop preaching, if you don't stop holding service, if you don't stop holding mass, we are going to burn down your... First, we're going to put a gate around your church, then we're going to arrest you, then we're going to arrest your followers, the people that come to your church, and then we're going to burn your house down. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the party of the left. I don't care what country you live in. That's what's going on in this country, and it, it shocks me. It shocks me that governments are allowing this to happen. But again, the governments are all in on it. And the last line of defense is you and me. Okay? Moving on to another piece of shocking um, uh, facts that I got that I just was reading this morning. Um, America is in decline big time. And I don't just mean our economy, ladies and gentlemen. America is in decline in so many different ways right now. And the number one uh, thing that I'd like to say here is our birth rate is far below where it should be. So in order for a in order for a country to sustain its culture, sustain its way of life and its society, you need to have a birth rate of um I believe it's 2.4 something percent. Well, we're 25% below that, okay? So our birth rate is 25% lower than it should be in order to keep our country intact. 
Also, our marriage rate is at the lowest that it's ever been in the history of our country. Why? Because this is the left pushing abortion, telling you you can kill your kids. This is the left saying you don't have to be monogamous, you don't have to be married, you don't have to have a family nucleus. Look at Black Lives Matter website. Literally says the destruction of the family nucleus. They don't want you to be married. They don't want God in your life. They don't want families eating at the dinner table together. They don't want a one-unit family. They want... Uh, they want you to be a transgender. They want you to have multiple partners. They want you to be a swinger. They want you to be gay. They want you to be a lesbian. They want you to adopt children, even though that people were having a birth rate 25% lower than it should. And at this rate, in 20 years, Americans will have 80 million. Uh, there'll be 80 million less Americans in 20 years than there are right now, which is why the left is trying to pull in all of these illegal immigrants and pull in all these refugees so they can replace the American with these people who will always vote Democrat because they allowed them to come here illegally and they're giving them welfare. That is what's really going on in the world, ladies and gentlemen. So we need to refocus in this country our attention on God and family right now, and if that means we have to incentivize families to get married and to have kids, then that's what we need to do. I don't care how we do it, but it needs to happen because at the center of everything of this country was founded on was God and the family nucleus. And that's exactly what BLM and Antifa and our government is trying to get rid of right now. So that's something that I, I wanted to bring to your attention. Um, and we don't talk about that stuff because it doesn't seem political. But it's very political. It's the future of our country. Didn't Whitney Houston say it? I mean, I know she is gone. And I know she had her problems. But didn't she say, I believe the children are our future? Let them laugh and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. So, ladies and gentlemen, if we stop having kids, if we stop getting married, this country's gone to hell in a handbasket. All right, let's move on to Bill Gates. Hey, Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates is being removed from the board of Microsoft. The board is voting. I think they already voted. I don't think he's removed quite yet, but Bill Gates will be removed from the board of Microsoft over his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and his advancements towards sexual advancements towards multiple women um, in his company over the years. So we already know that Bill Gates is getting divorced. We know that Melinda is leaving Bill. And Melinda will get, what, $90 billion or whatever it is um, in, uh, in the split. But uh, the reason why Melinda Gates is actually divorcing Bill Gates is because of two reasons. One, his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein over the years. We now know uh, from, from uh, leaked testimony that Bill Gates was getting marriage advice from Jeffrey Epstein, who, by the way, did not kill himself, um, about how to leave Melinda before she caught him doing everything he was doing, i.e. relationships and travel with Epstein, probably uh, pedophilia with Epstein, probably sex trafficking with Epstein, but definitely sexually harassment and uh, sexual harassment and sexual advancements towards multiple women inside of his multiple companies. So, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Gates will be removed from the board of Microsoft. And hey, what do you expect to happen? What do you expect to happen when you live the lifestyle that Bill Gates has lived? What do you expect to happen when you truly live on the side of Satan? You are a scumbag and you're getting exactly what you deserve. And I hope God judges you so harshly um, 
that he sets an example for the other people. Uh, and I'm talking most of Hollywood and a lot of the, uh, the uh, highest powered politicians in our country. And they're all involved in pedophilia. They're all involved with Jeffrey Epstein and it's catching up to them. Okay. Um, let's get to the first dum dum. I can't believe it's taken this long to get to the first dum dum award, but let's go ahead and cue that music. Shall we? And it's going to go to Don Lemon, ladies and gentlemen. Don Lemon announced Friday that he uh, his final episode of CNN tonight was last week. That was his final episode. So his fans got in an uproar. They're like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're leaving CNN? No. Now we're not going to have a virtue signaling liar have conversation with Chris, Chris Cuomo in like an episode of Dumb and Dumber. What are we going to do? <laughs> Oh no, my nobody's care button. Oh, it died. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he announced that he would be done his CNN Tonight with Don Lemon show, but he was not leaving CNN. So we all got to wonder, what's happening? Why is he leaving his show? Well, I can give you a good idea while he's, why he's leaving his show. Because his show has seen some of the worst ratings in cable news ever. He cannot get... Three quarters of a million people to watch his show anymore, ladies and gentlemen. That's bad. That is really bad. Considering, considering that I would get a half a million viewers on Facebook when I was there for each video. He on a on a on a, on a huge network like CNN. He can't get a three quarters of a million people to watch his show. I believe, and neither can anybody else on CNN. Nobody on that channel, uh, on that station, can break eight hundred thousand viewers. That is terrible for a. Uh, a worldwide news news organization. So uh, can't wait to see where Don Lemon ends up and how his role in CNN is going to be. But he's no longer going to be hosting his show, CNN Tonight, with Don Lemon. Boo! <laughs> Who cares? Um, going back to COVID real quick. I know I'm bouncing from, from each uh, story to each story. But let's go ahead and give our Victory uh, Smarty Award sound of the day because there's some very, very, very deserving people who deserve this Smarty Award. Bam! And this is going to go to 50% of the people who work at the CDC and the FDA. So the Center of Disease Control and the uh, FDA, 50% of the employees are refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. Why? Why are 50%, that is half of the employees at the CDC and the FDA, why are they refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, probably has something to do with something that even Eric Clapton said about the vaccine. Let me fit this to the screen so we can read this together. Eric Clapton says he experienced some really bad side effects with the vaccine. And I'm sure that the people working for the CDC and the FDA don't want to experience the same thing. So let's read this. Eric Clapton says he had a disastrous reaction to uh, COVID-19 vaccine after experiencing side effects. Let's read what he says. Um, Eric Clapton has shared his experience of being vaccinated, calling his reactions to it disastrous and criticizing the so-called propaganda promoting the vaccine's safety. In a letter written to Italian architect and anti-lockdown activist Robin Manati uh, Grazade, 
I am terrible with names, by the way. <laughs> Clapton detailed the side effects he experienced after receiving the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. Quote, I took the first jab of AZ and straight away had severe reactions, which lasted 10 days. I recovered eventually and was told it would be 12 weeks before the second one, Clapton wrote in the letter. About six weeks later, I, ex I was offered and took the second AZ shot, but with little more knowledge of the dangers. Needless to say, the reactions were disastrous. My hands and feet were either frozen, numb, or burning, and pretty much useless for two weeks. I feared I would never play again. I suffer with peripheral neuropath neuropathy, neuropathy and should never have gone near the needle. But the propaganda said the vaccine was safe for everyone. He experienced fatigue, chills, fever, nausea, headaches, uh, and gen a generally feeling unwell. Exclusive sweating, itchy skin, and a rash. I continue to tread the path of passive rebellion and try to toe the line in order to be uh, able to actively love my family. But it's hard to bite my tongue with what I know. Then he said, then I directed to Van Morrison. That's when I found my voice. And even though I was singing his words, they echoed my heart. I recorded Stand and Deliver in 2020 and was immediately. Um, so that's just some more stuff that he was saying. But regardless, the main point here is that he says, be very, very careful of this vaccine. And that's all we've been trying to say. That's why they shut us down on Facebook. That's why they shut me down on YouTube. That's exactly why. Because they don't want the truth getting out. And the truth of the matter is, is this is not a vaccine. This is an experimental drug. And nobody knows what the long-term effects of it are. So anybody, anybody who's taking this should be very, very, very careful about what they're taking, when they're taking, and why they're actually taking it. Especially considering that myself and many, many others decided never to take it. And we're getting our rights back just like everybody else because we refused. We stood up. When it was uncomfortable to stand up, we stood up. When it felt wrong to stand up, we stood up. When people were looking at us and laughing at us, we stood up. And now the lie is falling apart. Um, I also want to talk about quickly about MyPillow.com. Vimeo canceled MyPillow.com. See that? There's my slippers. I'm also getting the pillow topper, too, because that pillow has made me sleep like crazy. I haven't even been snoring. My wife is like, this is incredible. She doesn't like it so much, but I love it. Um, my Vimeo canceled Mike Lindell over the weekend. Not only did they cancel Mike Lindell, they canceled my pillows um, profile on Vimeo. So if you went to my pillows profile on Vimeo, it was just commercials about the pillow. It was just commercials about the slippers, the dog bed, the pillow toppers, anything else that, you, that they sell on MyPillow.com. Vimeo just canceled the company's account. Not Mike Lindell's. Not Mike Lindell's effort to, to get in front of the, uh, the uh, 2020 election and all the COVID bull crap that they've been pulling on us. This was MyPillow's account. Vimeo deleted that. So I was going to add Vimeo to my repertoire of, of platforms that I was going to go live on uh, from digital TV on down. I am no longer going to do that. I am no longer giving Vimeo $900 a year. I never started, but I'm not going to do it at all. I'm not going to give them the $900 a year to go there. I'm not going to uh, broadcast on there. I'm not going to go to any place that does that. So the best way that you can fight um, 
that censorship is the same way you help me fight it. Go to mypillow.com and buy stuff from that. If you have, if you're going to buy something or you were going to, or you're going to add to what you already got, then make sure you, uh, go to mypillow.com. And while you're there, put in the promo code LFA, which stands for Live from America, because you'll get all of the discounts. You'll get the buy one, get one free, and you help, um, you'll help my Live from America as well. And the last story of the day, folks, Senator Josh Hawley, his new book, The Tyranny of Big Tech, is selling at such a rapid rate that it is moving quickly towards the New York bestsellers list. And this is after cancel culture. So just like they're trying to do to Mike Lindell, just like they've done to me, just like they've done to so many other people, every time you try to cancel culture us, our supporters fight harder. They donate more. They find more ways for us to get out there even uh, even better. So after the cancel culture attempt by Simon & Schuster, which is a huge book company, um... They, uh, Senator Josh Hawley's book is going through the roof. Sales are flying. And just like everything else, ladies and gentlemen, they're not going to win. They're not going to beat us. They're not going to get rid of us. They're not going to shut us up any longer. And it's, it feels good. It feels good to see that happen. So Senator Josh Hawley, uh, congratulations to you and your book. Congratulations to fighting cancel culture. And ladies and gentlemen, we are winning left and right. We are winning. So that's going to do it for today's show, folks. I appreciate you so much. I will see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, which will be the last show for this for this week in the studio because I head out tomorrow. So I just want you to be aware of that. Please reshare the recorded version after I get it up for you guys because uh, Rumble still isn't recording the live videos. I have to do that myself. I appreciate you. If you uh, find the time or if you find yourself wanting to uh, listen to old podcasts, watch old shows, or sign up for the newsletter, buy anything off my store, get the hats and the glasses, or even uh, become a monthly donor, don't forget to go to jeremyharrell.com. Remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight for more Live from America at 5 p.m. Eastern Time from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire. This is Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, saying God bless you, and we'll see you Later on. Bye-bye, folks.